Listener Production. Spread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Matt, 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 Alex, 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 Matt and Alex, Matt and Alex. Matt and Alex. What Matt and Alex. Is an unorthodox start to the show. What's what's I'm what's... starting the I'm doing my own Donda chant. But it's the Matt and Alex one. You haven't listened to the new album yet by I Kanye sh- West? I should have known there'd be a Kanye Kanye West reference straight off the bat. Uh what do you reckon? It wasn't it released against his will? I'm not sure, but it goes for about two hours, so I haven't actually listened to all of it. <laughs> uh very difficult to find two hours. In uh, in my life with a two year old, I'll tell you that much. She is not interested at all. Well, there's a new album Donda. from Diver City out, so why would you bother listening to the new Kanye? <laughs> yeah, I've listened to that too many times. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> um, that that is about my uh, brand new kids' album, Diver City Dance Silly. Uh, if you're interested, maybe we'll get Chris Lee Peters on one of these days to chat. What, what's going on with Kanye? Because didn't he put Da Baby and Marilyn Manson on a song recently? Uh, like. Oh, I don't know. If, no, it wasn't a song. He, he had a listening party and he brought them out into the on the thingy. I mean, it's all a bit off is to it, be honest. Is it the two wrongs right make a right technique? What is he? What's he going for there? I didn't see it. I didn't understand anything about the context. It doesn't feel good to me. I'll, I'll say I that. I tell you what, for a, for a man who I've talked to you about Kanye West for many years, you're here sitting in Senate estimates now telling me you're going to take these questions on notice. You know more than you're letting on. And you're now trying <laughs> to distance yourself. I honestly don't know. You're trying I to distance to yourself up- from the man. I had to look up who Da Baby was. And then he <laughs> said, and then I'm looking, I'm, I'm going through all of these sites and I'm, and I'm like... I'm looking up all of these these sites about um, they're like LGBTQI sites and they're because yeah. they're outraged with what the baby had said at a festival about HIV and stuff and I and I was I was getting I was having ten tabs open yeah. I was deep in it all and I thought I don't I don't even I don't know why I'm here doing this so I just got out of you it know, all. it's not a search you want to be typing in who is the baby you do not want to be to be doing that one look all I'll say is. The baby said some questionable things. Marilyn Manson is certainly under a lot of bad allegations for terrible behaviour and misconduct. Uh, do I? I don't understand what why they were there. I didn't even watch it. I didn't send the invites for Christ's sake, Alex. Get off my freaking back, mate. Well, with all this going on, I think it's safer to go and better to go closer to home, Matokine. Australian music is the best and uh, two of the finest at the moment are these gentlemen. You cannot help but love client liaison Monty and Harvey are the two gentlemen who make it up and both of them are going to be joining us here on All Day Breakfast to chat about their brand new album, Divine Intervention, which I think is a great follow-up to an album named Diplomatic Immunity, Marokine. It's just they create worlds better than anyone when it comes to music and art and so I cannot wait to catch up with uh, two of the finest uh, off-white limousine drivers this country's ever produced. The only disappointing part about this is that I've never bit played an Ethiopian diplomat on um, <laughs> Sea Patrol. 
and asked for my divine intervention. So still time, uh, still time, <laughs> still time. That's an old reference to a very old joke that <laughs> some of you may understand and some of you may not. Let's get stuck into today's show. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, young Alex Dyson would be proud of me the other night, Matt O'Kine. 1am, staying up late on the weekend, playing video games. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Didn't get any better, did it? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, just knowing that you could stay up as late as you wanted, controller in hand, mm. finally beating the bad boss. Didn't beat Ooh, my record, wee. the old 6am golden eye session on the 64 with the friends, sleeping bags in the living room. But me and Woods did up stay up late playing a game. I mean, young Alex Dyson would have been pretty embarrassed by the game I was playing, I think. It was called Overcooked. And what you are is a small animal chef and you work with another oh small animal God. chef to, to make meals. So you cut the pizza dough and put the... <laughs> fry the tomato on it and then you put the cheese on, you put it in the oven, then you got to serve it as quickly as possible whilst your friend needs to uh, mix the pancake batter and then you put it in the fry pan and serve Are that. you running a restaurant or anything? Yeah, like, you're, like, you're in like a restaurant. Like restaurant you're in, tycoon or you're something in, like that? You're in a um, like hot air balloon and there's fire going around and then you're in a alien <laughs> land and you're cooking up stuff. It sounds kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I we love I, we got three stars at every level. Finished the game over the weekend. It was um it was pretty huge stuff, um which was you're nice. better than me. I was trying to play I was trying to play um the original Alex Kid over my holiday break. And that's I'll going tell you way what, back. Didn't Triple J stop, way back. tell you to stop referencing that because of how old it was? That <laughs> <laughs> told me that it was a clear sign of my age. <laughs> um but, you know, it's hard and there's no save button on those consoles. Mm. You can't just save it. So I don't know how kids back in the day did anything. I mean, I posted it's, a tweet about it. but it, You just it had to yellow it from start to finish. Well, remember, <laughs> what you'd do is you'd press pause and then literally like physically change the channel on the TV mm. and just hope no one bumped the console for like three days or however long you needed it. Well, speaking it of wild. Um, historical video games, video games are starting to include history. Did you see that? Fortnite, the um, the online multiplayer shoot 'em up game, uh, cartoon shoot 'em up game, has been adding iconic moments of from history featuring Martin Luther King Jr. to their game, um, where you can walk around Washington DC and watch Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech whilst you're in Fortnite. Time Magazine has collaborated with the makers of Fortnite to uh, put in these historical things because it's sort of like meeting kids where they are to teach them history. That's the sort of idea about it. There has right. been a little bit of controversy because you're able to put in emotes when you're there and they didn't restrict any of them. So people were doing all random dabs and like, you can, I think you can throw tomatoes. <laughs> you got the Fortnite dancers that like they're going like, like these <laughs> ones whilst you're saying, I have a dream. <laughs> That, you know, so iconic, judged by the moment of history, not by <laughs> so, the color of their skin, but by the their character. It was someone's just dabbing through it. Oh my lord! Dabbing um, your It's called March Through Time. It includes collaborative mini game quests, pop up galleries, and educational resources. And Fortnite started uh, stated that the museum inspired points of interest, along with its historical imagery, are intended to give context to the king's speech. <laughs> but just like the internet uh, is at all times, disrespectful and toxic things have had to be removed um, as people were expressing themselves, not the best in that particular one. But that's 
pretty interesting fortnight, which is a, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Uh, fortnight, a lot of guns used in that particular game in a very cartoonish manner. But, um, yeah, it's potentially people saying it could be a little bit too sensitive to be going into it, but... You know, but if that's people... going to teach kids how they, you know, mm. historic moments, maybe it's the best way to connect. And I and I've actually heard Alex Dyson that there's that more video games are incorporating uh, some of these historic moments into them to really connect with the with the youth. Yeah, based off the success of Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech being included into Fortnite, it seems some other famous oratory moments are going to be included in video games. So let's take a look at them right now. Yeah, apparently um, the makers of the original Daytona series, which you can still sometimes play at the arcade, uh, they're actually changing the voiceover when you go through the time checkpoint where it says, time extension, um, to Scott Morrison mentioning the 2013 movie The Croods. Well, you finish first, but then he gets up and says, this is not a race. Yeah, the uh, makers of Tetris are coming out with a brand new version of the classic game. Uh, as the as the shapes come down and you try to turn them into place, it'll just play a little bit of audio from this speech. The ladies not for turning. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be able to turn the pieces. You just got to use what they give you. <laughs> what what speech down. was that? That's Margaret Thatcher, their oh. ex-British <laughs> PM. The ladies not for turning. Very famous line. I uh, think I was too busy playing Alex Kidd (laughs) to remember that one. Very interested to know that uh, Mortal Kombat is going to be changing a few of the the, uh, fatalities in their game. Uh, Once you've beaten an opposing player and they're standing, uh, you know, drearily on the edge of complete annihilation, uh, a certain combination of buttons, if you're playing as Scorpion... Uh, your character will remove their mask to reveal that they're actually Greta Thunberg and then they'll deliver the how very dare you speech. How dare you. Flawless victory. (laughs) Speaking of fighting games, uh, the classic Xbox game Dead or Alive uh, turned into an interesting game in 2003, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Uh, was there featuring the female characters of Dead or Alive in smaller bikinis with realistic breast-jiggling animations. Uh, In order to get a bit of history into this one, uh, alongside playing volleyball on the beaches, uh, Winston Churchill is going to be saying this. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender. With realistic jowl-jiggling movements. So it's really incredible stuff there. Uh, we're very glad to see this new transformation. I mean, if kids can't go back to school, you might not be able to learn in your classrooms, um, but you can still learn at time zone. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. I'm spewing Alex Dyson. Oh, no. What's happened? Mate. What's got your stomach upset? What's got your mouth sweating? 
It's not <laughs> like me. Oh yeah, we get the, the glands. Bombs. Yeah, the glands that start uh, secreting. Yeah, man. Oh, that that awful battery taste in your mouth. You think there's no going back from here. Awful. No, I'm dead set spewing, mate. Got a speeding ticket. I didn't think you were a speeder. <laughs> I'm not a speeder. Why would you That's break the, the law like that? I'm not. I'm. I am not a. I'm not a baddie. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I wasn't trying to get away from a scene of a crime. Oh I wasn't, no. I wasn't hooning. All right. Did, were you didn't? Were you Tokyo drifting? <laughs> Was it racing was no, someone at the traffic lights? Mate, I wasn't screaming round corners, you know. Bunts, bunts. Put the NOS on. <laughs> Flick the little button on the top of your uh, your little gear changer. <laughs> off we off we fire. The the, the flames shoot out the back and then you scoot round. Mm, no, nah, none of that, man. What happened? I was going 48. In a 40. In a 40, that's the thing. Not a school zone. Just a 40. Not a school zone. Mm. It was just a 40 Oxford Street, Sydney. Oh, dear. Now, I've driven down Oxford Street a mean time. And you know what? I was I thought I was doing well. I was going at 48. I thought, good on you. What, You're well go, and truly under the speed limit. Because you thought it was 60. I thought it was 50. Like <laughs> yeah, most right. urban areas are 50. So I'm like, uh, mate, I got this sorted. And there's not a school around. There was there's about four lanes each way. I'm like, we are we are fine. 48 cruising along. Damn. Then just get hit with the speeding fine, mate. It killed me. You are uh, how many demerits? Just mate. one, thankfully. Single demerit. Well, wow, for 20 percent over the speed limit, that's generous, mate. Do you think that's? <laughs> Do you think no? It's it was ten k's and under. That's why. Right. I never get. I've honestly, I could count on one hand in the sixteen years I'm driving mm. how many times anything like that's happened. Right. Damn. So, in fact, I can count on three fingers. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you now, three fingers. And I don't know whether you remember this, but it brought back some memories. Okay. Because the very first, I don't know whether anyone, many people know this, but you know, often people ask, "Oh, you know, where did you meet Alex Dyson or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And my memories of the first time that we met was in a studio setting when I came into Triple J to do a, just a record, a riff. Yeah, a, a little know? demo. It's like, who's going to take over breakfast once Tom Ballard leaves? We, we, we've heard about this guy, Matt O'Kine. Let's bring him on in. And yeah, I, I think I'd so seen I, you do stand-up before, but no, we hadn't met before that. Yeah, and our mate Ollie Wards, who was, uh, you know, the program director at the time, was, came into the room and we kind of met. And then we just started, just started chatting. And um, I told you a story because I'd just driven down from Canberra actually that morning because I was doing Floriard, I think. I think that was what was happening. And Bit of, uh, bit of flower comedy. <laughs> so I was really conscious of the way that I was driving on that drive because only a few years earlier I'd driven from Brisbane to Sydney and I'd first bought a car. And I told you a story on this very morning when we were doing our, when we very first met. I don't remember this at all, this by the room. way. <laughs> and, I, and we just started, you were like, how's your day? I said, oh, I'm driving. I just drove down to Canberra. We just drove down from Canberra. And you, you were like, oh, yeah, cool. You, and, you, you know, I said, yeah, it's a long drive. I'm always cautious on the road now after what happened to me when I was driving from Brisbane to Sydney one day. And you said, what happened to you when you were driving from Brisbane to Sydney? And so I was moving, officially moving all my stuff from Brisbane to Sydney. I just bought a car and I was, I was, I was driving the car from Brisbane where I'd bought it mm. down to Sydney. And 
I got pulled over just outside of Coffs Harbour and fined by a police officer Ooh. for driving in the right-hand lane. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yes, Bro. yes, 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 yes. I was absolutely furious. Keep, Have I mentioned this left, on this podcast Keep before? left unless I'm overtaking. Right. <laughs> no, left. Now, here's, here's the thing. It was, this, it was single lane. Yeah. Was single lane one way, single lane the other. I'm cruising <laughs> along. It goes into overtaking lane. Yeah. Right? I'm by myself. Right. There's literally no one around. I'm in the left-hand lane. Well, that police officer looked like he was trying to get past you there, mate. <laughs> He wasn't trying to get past me. I'm in the left-hand lane the whole way. It says lane ends in 500 metres. I go, okay, jump in the right-hand lane. Oh, you passed the lane end sign. (laughs) Then the cop comes around the corner going in the opposite direction, sees me, does the Yui, pulls me over, grills me so bad, is checking the car, asking if I've done drugs, breath testing me and everything, then pings me with the driving in the right-hand lane. Look, if I you pass me- the 500 metre so- lane end <laughs> exactly. sign, that's, that, Man, I'm, with, I'm with you on that one. I get, I get a $299 fine and three points taken <laughs> off me. And I tell you what, my knuckles were the whitest they've been for that whole drive from Coffs Harbour to Sydney. I have never... Wish terrible things upon a person so much that in that moment oh, I was you, so angry. You would have been fuming. Oh, <laughs> fuming more than the exhaust of whatever bomb car you were driving. <laughs> I had a bomb, mate. From- it looked like it was vaping like a uni student <laughs> in bloody Brunswick. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I had a friend who got the right-hand lane thing on the Canberra to, um, to Sydney Drive and it was actually, what is it about? Cops pulling over when you're moving house because I was moving from Sydney to Melbourne one time, car full, going through, I think, Holbrook where the big submarine is off the Hume on the way back down there. And I got pulled over because, I well, I had a packed car. It was just me in the driver's seat and just like shoe boxes and pillows. Yeah, that's, and that's how I felt. I had all this like- stuff. <laughs> I had like a skateboard from my dad's house. Yeah. That, you know, and I'm like, and that's why I felt so nervous. I felt like I'd done something wrong. And yeah. he's like, why, where's your address? And I'm like, oh, it's, my address is in Sydney, but I'm moving there. He goes, how come you haven't changed it? And I'm like, oh, because I'm just moving. I'm just getting a lot of my stuff. And so I felt so scared, yeah. you know? Well, I was driving down and it got pulled over because I had my bike on the back. I got a little bike rack for the back of the little car driving down and the the bike was obscuring the number plate somewhat. And so <laughs> I got pulled over and grilled because it was a little bit hard to see past the did bike. You, did you get fined? No, nah, he let me off with a warning. Oh, What? Yep. That's the old sweet talking. That was after my radio (laughs) career, not before my radio career. Before, wouldn't have been able to talk myself out of that one. Oh, they recognise the voice, you reckon? Oh, I don't know. Although one time, yeah, Tommy Ballard got pulled over on the way to to Triple J and got out of it because we said we'll go on the radio. It was like 18 and took a, a dark orange left turner. Goodness me. And, what, and was, then you said, we're, we're going to be on the radio. And they were like, oh, wait, oh, listen. Triple J. All right. Yeah. We'll tune in. <laughs> that was t- t- well, one of two go. times Tom was giving me a lift and got pulled over. And uh, the other time he, he accidentally just went, didn't see a red light on a on like Flinders Lane and went straight through. Find. Wasn't and, displaying oh, people. Find. Find. Yep. Nah, no well, good. Of course, that's why you had to kick him off the job. You exactly, know? that's why we brought you go, in. Go, go with a, go with a nice, <laughs> the wheel, someone who's safe behind the wheels. And that, now I'll probably get the boot after my fast and furious ways. 
Anyway, let us let us know your uh, let us know your unfair offenses. Unfair offenses. <laughs> let's see if we, let's see what we get. When was your offense absolute bulldust? <laughs> <laughs> it went like offenses that you didn't even think were offenses. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. someone, I remember someone saying once that it's like you're not allowed to ride your bike aggressively or something like that, furiously. Like you're not allowed to ride with your bum off the seat or something What's, random like that. That's weird. Anyway, let us know. Your non-offensive offenses. <laughs> yes. At matt.n.alex. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, Matt, we are on the eve of spring and it is about time because uh, the light is coming back into our lives courtesy of a brand new album from Client Liaison, our uh, favourite duo uh, out of Melbourne, bringing us some pop hits and going even harder than they've ever done before. Have a listen to this new one from uh, Client Liaison. Are we going up? That is Elevator Up, one of 14 tracks off their new album, Divine Intervention, and it's an absolute pleasure to be joined by both Monty and Harvey from the band right now. G'day, gentlemen. Hey, guys. G'day, listeners. Hey, where do we catch you guys at the moment? We're in Melbourne in our respective abodes, just chilling. That's the way. The uh, The old confines of the elevator never booged so hard by the sound of that new song. Um, congratulations on a, on a new album coming out, Divine Intervention. How, how are we feeling? It's It's been a while coming. Uh, uh, Diplomatic Immunity came out in 2016. Here we are, 2021, with uh, 14 more tracks from you. Tell us tell us the journey. Well, we bought, bought a limo with the last album, with Off Light Limousine, and now we just bought an elevator. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with uh, this one. So did you actually? Buy, did did you buy an elevator? <laughs> I was thinking, like, can you do it? Like, yeah, it just couldn't really, couldn't really go far. But um, you know what you need? <laughs> just like <laughs> a scissor lift, because that you scissor can lift. drive around on the scissor lift. It does go up and go down. You can pump it out. You could do a great client liaison DJ set from a scissor lift. Yeah, just like. We're just gonna always have that like oh the band that bought that limo and now the band that bought the elevator just the band that buys random shit you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I heard on the, the new Kanye album he was talking about being in a in a hovercraft. So if there was a, if there was any further kind of vehicle that you guys could go for, the hovercraft could certainly be up there. Oh yeah, we know that things look good when you move. So that's mm. like just you know. Momentum. It's all about momentum. Guys, let's talk about Elevator Up, though, because you've said it's your dirtiest club track. What 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 signifies a dirty track to you guys? It's uh, It's got to be banging, up-tempo, and dark. Mm. Uh, yeah, we like, we like, we're like, you know, it's all about the positive vibes and bringing people together and having a good time. But every now and then it's nice to get down and dirty. So it was kind of, yeah, our... our from our last release, House of Holly, it was a bit of a left-field move to show um, some of the variety of the album. Down and Dirty, and do you mean that kind of that sweaty mo-lip at 3 o'clock in the morning kind of uh, <laughs> dirty? That's it. It's when you're like the sun's about to rise but you just can't resist. You just have to keep going. <laughs> Absolutely right. And uh, the, the versatility is is what it's about. I mean, we've got flute solos coming through on this album. There's a little bit of spoken word that uh, that things kick off with. What is the uh, what was the most experimental that you got on Divine Intervention? 
gosh, some of the writing processes were quite original. Um, just working with other people, you you get forced into working in their their ways. Um, yeah, Nick Littlemore, he has his own a few tricks up his sleeves, playing stuff back at halftime and then singing it at halftime, then speeding it back up to normal time, and you get all these artifacts that are induced as a result. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds inspiring. And, I mean, when you talk about writing lyrics, one of the things, one of the songs that jumped out at me, right, and this might sound ridiculous, but Strictly Business, okay, we're looking at it through what, how I deemed, you know, how I interpreted it, looking at it through the eyes of, you know, a sort of, I guess American Psycho style 1980s Wall Street trader vibe. But when you're writing lyrics like that, are you t- are you hitting the streets, talking to brokers to get you know their emotions? Are you watching movies, or are you just kind of making it up on the fly? Well, it still has to be universal. So we want to take you away, and in this case, to the stock market, Wall Street, 1980s, but it still needs to relate to everyone because everyone's working their ass off and they want to work harder, but they don't. And they're trying to make it, but they're never satisfied. There's also a more contemporary angle, which is the whole sort of crypto bro uh, boom. Throw a bit of NFT in there as well. And (laughs) and you can relate back to that 80s idea of, you know, finance, financial products, markets, and all that kind of stuff. There is so much light in this album. It just made me smile so much, not only because I'm remembering Cliently Age on live shows that I've been to and just the joy in the room, but I also remembered because track number uh, six, which many people may be familiar with, Real Thing. I mean, one of my favourites, and the first time I heard it, it feels like a lifetime ago because I was in America and we had um, my partner's rented Mustang convertible and I was like oh the new client liaison's out let's have a listen and it says look in the mirror who do you see is it a superstar and I just smiled so much <laughs> and we just crewed through the cruised through the streets of Oregon pumping client liaison <laughs> to the uh to the citizens oh, and I tell what, you what, what it's just it's just such a feel-good moment is it do you, do you have to be feeling good to be able to create this music is it is it innate in client liaison you have to enter that zone that mood that the music's taking you to and that's like pure joy so um, my dad lives in Oregon half the year in Portland, Oregon. So uh, where, what street were you rolling down? Well, <laughs> we were in Bend, Oregon at that point, but when we oh, cruised, yeah. We'd holiday in Bend. Bend is the home of the last standing blockbuster. It's a, oh, really? in the world. <laughs> it's still yeah. there. <laughs> yep. That's incredible. Yep. Bend, Oregon, you should have popped in. I, f- you know, I, I feel like the, uh, the stockbrokers would uh, be still picking up and putting back the videos. That's the perfect uh, perfect city for it. I'm surprised yeah. there isn't a, uh, you know, a client liaison song about the last blockbuster. <laughs> you know, like a real sort of sad song about the last blockbuster. What will happen when it closes its doors? There's a bit of a <laughs> forgotten song, a remix we did for Kimbra. VHS, press, press, repeat, memories of a memory. Talks about uh, Sharon Stone and Michael Douglas, Basic Instincts. Wow. Um, yeah, so, yeah, dig that up. All right. Uh, 90s, it's called 90s Music, Client Liaison Rework. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she didn't like it. She didn't like that remix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, okay, man. So get this. She, like a friend of ours, Zach Abrams, who was doing her press and our press at the time, lovely gentleman, like, you know, hooked us up with yeah, the remix know, and we're an up-and-coming band. We're like, oh, thanks, mate. He's like, yeah, you know, could be a watershed moment. So we take her song, right? We take her song 
And we don't use like any of the elements. We use like one snippet and just write this whole other thing and then Monty sings it. And it's just like we've got like a bit overzealous and it's a great tune and we send it to her and she's just sort of like sent this like long email back about like why it was kind of just a bit awkward and st- which it was <laughs> and, she was and spot we just on kind but... of like, oh, oh you were like oh okay we, i don't think we replied to it but it was this great tune it's just we probably should have just released it as an original track but, sure. um, yeah well <laughs> when you ask to remix something and you just it's like literally has like doesn't sound like the original has anything to do with the original at all <laughs> oh that's so sensational oh well what about the the um the inspirations on uh, Divine Intervention. I mean, you've got your your massive disco influences. I mean, Prince obviously is in there. But what about uh, in the real thing? Can I ask you this? Because I've been having a thing. That little guitar solo-y bit, is that a bit of an influence of Natalie Imbruglia's Torn? Yeah, yes. I feel that there's a little bit of uh, a little tip of the cap, one could say. Wait, what's the, what's the sound? What sound are you talking about? Okay, well, the real thing sounds like this. And I reckon a bit of the uh, hallmarks of this. Um, no, you're right. I, I, when I was doing that on the, um, I think I did it with a fake guitar before I got Geordie, my brother, to re-record a real guitar. Yeah, it, it immediately was like, oh, that's Natalie and Burley's thing. But I was like, uh, that's like old enough to be like a, Attributing reference, absolutely. Homage. Like you know, it's like <laughs> it's like it's Happy Birthday by this stage. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> anyone can kind of have it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, the slide guitar. Good, yeah, good spot. Very emotive. And so, what I mean, are you, are you excited about you know getting out and performing these tracks live? Is there is there a new kind of oomph that you're going to be out that you're going to be bringing to these performances now that you've worked on this album and, and finally released it? Well, let's just say we've we've been. Practicing our magic skills. <laughs> Is Kylie going to go all David Blaine on their yeah, live crowds gonna, very soon? Going to be hanging in the cube above the crowd very soon. <laughs> well, Monty, you've almost got the David Copperfield hair. You could definitely pull off a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, we love it. I mean, Harvey's brother Geordie, who plays guitar in the band, he grew up loving magic, and I love the way you know Michael Jackson would use um, magicians in his show and. Kind of that kind of Las Vegas, yeah, full multi sensory experience uh, show. Oh. We're all about that. So, magic is the next, next log- logical step, dude. I'm so excited. Is it quite expensive to get Siberian Tiger insurance? Is that <laughs> <laughs> I used to do magic tricks when I was growing up? It was there, was, hey. uh, yeah, it's. It's pretty embarrassing, but I used to absolutely love it. Matt made his friends disappear. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, God. He must have been in, like, the, yeah, the same um, era as my brother because he's just like, oh, what, basketball cards, magic tricks. God, it was just, I think, yeah. <laughs> Yoho Diablos. <laughs> Jason Alexander fr- from Seinfeld, he was a big magic fan as well, so that inspired me oh. more. George from Seinfeld. Two 90s, big 90s things. (laughs) Seinfeld and Magic. And David Copperfield used to date Cindy Crawford. So I think Magic must have been peaking at that point. (laughs) I remember watching the TV special um, Magician's Secrets finally revealed. That was a good one with the masked magician came out and tell you how all that was done. But look, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, though, before we go, who's doing the tricks? Are you getting a magician or are you guys learning tricks? We've We've been learning tricks. 
Uh, we've been under oh. the stewardship of another music magician, um, <laughs> one of Melbourne's finest ma- magicians. But like, you know, it's it's pretty fun and it's pretty ridiculous, and that's what that's the kind of thing we do. But at the same time, it's got to enhance the music. So mm. it's 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 not yeah, it's going to come out of you out of nowhere. So Absolutely, okay. magic. Very shows. excited. Well, and the- it's in the same theme of the album because the album has a divine nod to it, and it's like there's. There's a whole theatrical side to that as well. Absolutely. Well, the one thing I love from the very first line being, there's a there, is it there's a club called Heaven. Yes, I can I can imagine that I can already see the the you know the set <laughs> clouds all of it. Anyways, you do you. Gretel clean at the logies. In my head. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That'll be perfect. All right, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Your album is out on. Friday the 1st of October so we can gather around our wirelesses and um, look, depending on when you can play live again, gentlemen, we'll hopefully release at least a VHS tape of uh, Magic Tricks as well. I cannot (laughs) wait to pop that back in the VCR and uh, get amongst it. Should be awesome, man. Thanks for having us. Well, Matt, uh, it's the moment everyone was waiting for, and particularly us, because we might not have to do as much work on this podcast right now than we usually would. We have someone who is going to be taking the reins for a little while in an attempt to uh, please us and uh, therefore get himself a Matt and Alex all-day breakfast robe. Yeah, that's right. Look, if you missed our show yesterday, uh, Dylan texted in to at matt.and.alex and... uh, with a request, and it was a request because his beautiful wife is coming up to her 30th birthday and Dylan wanted to get her something special. And as a fan of the show, Dylan, you thought, what would be the most appropriate gift? Well, naturally, something that money can't buy, and that's an all-day breakfast robe. That's it. No, only public humiliation can buy this robe, and uh, that's what we're going to be asking you to do today. Um, Matt O'Kine, can you please explain to Dylan exactly what's going to be happening today? Well, look, Dylan, Alex Dyson and I are award-winning podcasters, okay? But we are also, we're also award-winning lazy boys, okay? <laughs> now, we don't love doing lots of work and uh, any chance we can get to sit back, put the feet up and relax, uh, we're going to take it, okay? We're going to cash it in. And when we sniff desperation on the breeze, Dylan, that's our, that's our signal to, um, to sit back hit that recliner to sit back with an iced tea <laughs> you know with the with the hat on the big wide brimmed hat that we fan ourselves with in the shade of our cooler bar tree low rise <laughs> um, balcony veranda as we look out at you just working hard working like a yeah. rat dog and that's what we're going to be doing today okay we uh, you would have heard a few segments over the journey that we do we're going to try and give you um, for the next five minutes, a little microcosm of a Matt and Alex all-day breakfast week and uh, get you to host your own Matt and Alex segments. All right, great. Challenge number one. There's a segment, Dylan, that uh, we ask people uh, to get in touch with the secret behind-the-scenes goss from their job. You would know it as... Matt and Alex's Insiders. Now, Dylan, we want you to quickly host a short segment of Matt and Alex Insiders, and I've got you the perfect insider right now. He is an anonymous podcast host. They're on the line now, and uh, all you need to do is ask away and get some really good audio content out of this anonymous podcast. Are you ready for it? All right, great. Take it away, Dylan, from Perth. 
All right. Welcome back to Australia's favourite podcast, Matt and Alex Auto Breakfast. You've got Dylan here filling in for you. And today, our anonymous insider is a podcaster. Anonymous, you, uh, you're here to tell us about podcasting. All right. What do you want to know, Dylan? Uh, so what does it take to put together uh, a single episode? How much planning and time goes into, just for example, a 30 to 40 minute episode? Um, usually, I mean, I think a better question, Dylan, is how much denk rub do I have to use on my lower back for, um, holding up Alex Dyson? I mean, uh, my co-host for a whole episode. Because <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I am pulling a lot of weight here. I see, I see. Okay. Obviously, um, tipping the scales a bit there. I hope your um, your podcast co-host gives you a bit of that um, that rub. Um, I'm just wondering, um, what are some of the biggest misconceptions about podcasting? Do you think, you know, people think you just sit there on your bum all day and just shoot in for an hour, talk some rubbish and then bail out? No, no that's literally exactly what we do. <laughs> I think people have got it spot on, Dylan. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, wrap, yeah. wrap it up now, Dylan. I think that's, right. that's perfect. Thank you, Anonymous, for that hot behind-the-scenes gossip. Um, it was it was great. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, he got there. Look, we'll pay that. Congratulations, Dylan. Very well That's interviewed with our anonymous insider. We'll get Matt back in the room um, <clears throat> for that one. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, you want a tease? Yeah, there you go. Oh. There's your tea, Bron. Uh, Has um, <laughs> anything been right happening since I've been gone? Perfect. Missed a great segment there. There was a very oh, good insider from Dylan. He's a Ooh. third of the way to winning an all-day breakfast robe. But what we need next is a mind-blowing fact for our segment. Mind. You've got to be very careful with this, uh, um, Dylan, because I usually try to present Alex Dyson with a few mind-blowing facts, and he is ruthless when it comes to pressing that mind-blown or mild-grown button. Okay? Yeah. So you got to you got to get something that's really spicy. Hit us with your fact, Dylan. <sighs> really spicy. Okay. Well, um, on the theme of mind-blowing things, much like if you went into the vacuum of space, your mind would be blown. So, talking about space, did you know? No, I won't open it with Did You Know because that's not this segment. A mind-blowing fact. No, it's okay. That's all right. Yep. If, Matt O'Kine, you lined up all the planets in our solar system between Earth and the moon, they would fit. However, if you tried to do that with the sun, it would not. And we would all die because the sun is too big and too close. Wait, so you're telling me that all of us, all of our planets in the solar system lined up side by side are not... As wide as the sun. Correct. And they would fit between the earth and our moon. And the so, sun is still bigger than that whole gap. Okay. Uh, I'm going to leave this one up to Alex Dyson. What's, what's your pressing? Mind alone. That is a pretty big thing. And, <laughs> and hence my mind cannot I've wrap, heard it's quite large. Wrap <laughs> itself around the size of the sun. Because when I think of Jupiter, I think of it being very, very big as well. But it fitting between the Earth and the moon? Goodness gracious. No, that's a mind blown in my books there, Dylan. Congratulations. Yeah, I tell you what, you're lucky, Dylan. All right, come on, hit us with this third thing. Oh, oh I've just seen what's on the cards. The Matt and Alex robe challenge. I've just seen what's on the cards and boy, oh boy. Are you ready for the heat? Do you have the social media wit to handle the backlash of what's about to happen, Dylan, because Uh-oh. every single Tuesday we like to unleash on our listeners one of the 
one of the most ruthless shock jocks in the game. Someone who really loves to tell it how it is. Yeah, their name is Rant Dog, uh, the alter ego, who uh, every Tuesday we see our rating spike of people who just yearn for the truth uh, said in a way uh, that is as loud as possible. And so, Dylan, this is it. If you want to get an all-day breakfast robe for your partner, Darian, all you need to do is give us a high-quality, ruthless version of Rant Dog. I'm going to deem you Rant Pup. Um <laughs> Um, ads. Should you tell it like it is, we're going to be giving you an all-day breakfast robe. Does that sound okay with you? Uh, look, they're big jocks to fill for the old rat dong, but um, I'll give it a go. Great. <laughs> now, just to be sure, is your part like are you hiding in the other room? Is your partner near you because they might be able to hear this potentially? Uh, no, no, in the clear. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Well, let's get the nail file out, sharpen them claws, mm. and sink your teeth into this topic. Alex Dyson, what's he going to be ranting about? Hi, it's Alex from Warnable here. I just wanted Rant Pup to let us know what he reckons about caper jars. They are the thinnest thing and it cannot fit a single implement into the top. Even a teaspoon struggles to get in. How am I meant to eat my capers when the rim is too small? Sort it out, jar makers. Over to you, Rant Pup. Oh. I tell you what, nothing pickles this dill more than the entitlement of these people who think capers are a suitable snack. I mean, what? Don't want me to spend my money on caviar and gold encrusted truffles. No, we don't do that. That is a waste of money. Oh, just a teaspoon, like, oh, it's just a. Well, Dylan, i got to say, you dissolved <laughs> into incoherent rambling, which means you are a perfect shock jock, which means congratulations, you've won yourself a Matt and Alex all-day breakfast room. He's done it. Congratulations, Dylan. Incredible Thanks. work, mate. Your partner's going to be so happy for the 30th. Uh, what do you reckon she'll say when she gets the robe? I think she will think I bought it off eBay or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we're going to save putting this in the podcast until um, it's ready to go so she can hear it live and uh, be very, very happy with this surprise. So congratulations to you and um, we will talk to you another time. Let us know how it all goes. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much, guys. And a huge happy birthday to Darian. Thank you so much, Dylan. We'll catch you then. Well, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. That does bring us to the termination of the show. Uh, cheers to Harvey and Monty from Client Liaison for chilling with us today. So, so excited for their new music. And in fact, I'm going to go listen to it now because it is uplifting and I really like it again. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to try and get to the end of Donda. Uh, I'll let you know how I go for the rest of that. But uh, Alex well, Dyson, congrats. It's 109 minutes, I think. Yeah, I, was I know. Just looking, looking up. It's huge. Like, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. I did see Harvey from Client Liaison's um, Insta stories yesterday saying you rated it 2.2 out of 10, uh, okay. Donda. So not the biggest Look, fan. We'll see. Um, but, hey, thank you for joining us. Please keep in touch with us at matt.n.alex. We got a bunch of uh, messages yesterday, which we'll probably read out uh, during the week. But we love to hear, always hear from you uh, whenever you uh, whenever you hear something that connects with you. Get in touch with us at matt.n.alex. In particular, 
offences that weren't offences <laughs> stories. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we will catch you next time. Oh, and Matt, I should tell you, and I should tell you, listening, got the Vax appointment for Wednesday, baby. Wait, they released some new ones online. What happened? I, I went to go back, but the lines were too big. They were prioritising people from that particular suburb. So I jumped online and, um, yeah, managed to nab one. Oh, nice. It's going to be Good happening. on you, mate. So Wednesday, hey? Let's see it. Well done. Well, uh, yeah, if you're a little bit, if you're a little bit malayed, is that, is that the right adjective? Malayed? Malazed? If you're feeling malayish? Anyway. If I'm feeling malay, <laughs> uh, as in from Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> If you're feeling Malaysian after your vaccine, then maybe these conspiracy theorists have got a serious case to... <laughs> yep, that'll do it. That's Bill Gates for you. Trying to make everyone Malaysian. All right, thanks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.